So, that, so all of that leads me here. Why are we uh-huh. standing on top of a giant landfill? What, like, why did you take me here, and why do I see so many discarded candles? Well, Dave, okay, I wanted you to see firsthand the problem facing the candle industry. Mm. L- let me hit you with this stat. This okay. is actually sit down okay. on all those discarded candles. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah, it's going to be sharp. Almost two billion candles are sold globally each year, and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next million years. Okay. I, I wouldn't say this to a lot of people, John. Yeah. You're not lying to me because you don't lie to me, John. I, I would never lie, especially about candles. I, saw, I told you that the first years, day we met. That is Gnarls Barkley crazy. Although I must admit, this landfill does smell pretty great compared <laughs> to what I anticipated. The, you know, the candles do kind of pick that part up, but it's disturbing. John. Hey, Dave, yeah. you're funny, but this is no time to I'm joke. So sorry, okay, The dude. folks at Notes yep. knew that we all want our homes to smell great. I do. But figured there had to be a more responsible way. And guess what? They found the perfect solution. What did they come Let up with? Let me tell you. If you'll okay. stop interrupting me, so I'll tell you. So Notes created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again. And guess what, Dave? Again. Again. Yes. Please don't interrupt me. So you don't become part of the problem. It's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, and all you do is place the wick in the reusable notes jar, fill it up with the wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then just do it all over again when you're ready to get a new one. Oh, so that means I can switch out of fragrances all the time. That's right. That sounds great. I'm checking out their website, and I think I already have my eye on the Centol and Atlas Cedar. Cedar. I knew that would be Plumeria and Pink Current. Yep, Mm. yep, yep. The one that you're enjoying right now, uh-huh. Smell that? Mm, it's vanilla and pepperwood. That's like my two favorite scents. No, and the names of your bunnies, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, just coincidence there. <laughs> okay. Did you know that there are thirteen amazing fragrances what? in all? Dave, that's almost fourteen oh. fragrances, <laughs> handcrafted <laughs> by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina. And they are to die for. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up on high-quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notecandles.com slash podcast. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code DADVILLE. Just use code DADVILLE when placing your order. That's code DADVILLE at notecandles.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Ellie Holcomb. Dave. That's good. Do you like when someone dares you to do something, John? Uh, I dare you to answer that. Oh, look at that. Yep. You know, I'm not really a big fan of dares. Okay. I mean, when I was younger, I'd enjoy a good dare. But yeah. These days, I'm a little more sensible, you know? Uh, well, you are in your third quarter now, after all. <laughs> That's right. You know, but kids, uh, man, kids love dares. Love them. In fact, just the other day, my nephew, he's 10. He had a dare for me. Okay, what was it? Well, he dared me to only consume food and drink that was the color orange. That's pure insanity, John. <laughs> Did you do it? I mean, I told him no way. I mean, the options are so limited. You know, you got cheese puffs, yep. orange soda, yep. gummy bears. Yep. 
But not all gummy bears. Right. It was just the, the orange one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So I told him no. Yeah, you know, that was a good explicitly. answer. And I also added that I think he's crazy. That's fair, too. And he said, well, at least I always say yes when your daughters want me to jump on the trampoline with them. Oh, which hurt. ouch. Yeah. Yeah. That hurt. Well, his dare does raise an interesting hypothetical question, which I've wanted to talk to you okay. about for years. What if everything you ate or drank had to be the same color? What color would you pick? Oh, that's easy. See, that one's easy. Okay. Green. Why, why green? Because, Dave, oh, I take AG1 by knew Athletic it. Greens every morning. I knew where this was going. I okay, knew before, it. Yep. Even before I make my coffee, yep. it makes me feel like I could jump on the trampoline all day long, <laughs> with or without my kids. <laughs> There's nothing like solo parent trampolining, John. Okay. <laughs> but if you spend all day jumping on your trampoline, how would you have time to keep up with a supplement routine and a bunch, a bunch of different products to keep track of? How would you do it? See, that's just it, Dave. AG1, it's just one scoop of powder mixed with cold water once a day. No. Okay. Yep. At w- at one scoop. Yep. It has like six vitamins. Five. five. <laughs> oh, Dave. Ten. Try 75, no, Dave. Th- that's 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality. Okay. This sounds awesome. Like mm-hmm. it might be the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. Bingo. AG1 gives me increased energy and mood support, even healthier looking skin and hair and nails. Dave, I mean, look at them. Listen, I would be lying to your face if I said I hadn't noticed that. You look, you're you're, you're glowing. You are splendid. Thank you, Dave. My AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. And being on the road is easy, too, because they give you single-serving travel packs. I just take them with me. It sounds and looks like you never miss a day, John. I never miss a day. Well, count me in, okay? I'm in. Okay. Okay, people. So Dave and I are in. Are you going to be in? Because if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You can go to five different places with them or go to one place five different times. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash dadville. That's athleticgreens.com slash dadville. Check it out. Ellie, you listen, this is, well, first of all, what we, what we uh, just learned, what John was saying earlier before technological meltdown 2023 was that I cannot believe y'all have not met before. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, we've never we've been in the same place many times, but we've never like officially met. That's right. I we've think been the very first time that we sticky were Sticky Fingers yes, in Arkansas. Sticky oh, Fingers 2008. Gosh. I remember I think it was 2008 because the Olympics were on at the same time. Like I we like did that. sound check and we went back to our hotel and we were watching like Michael Phelps. That's why we, we didn't back. meet. It's all Michael Phelps fault. <laughs> I mean, not how the first many time, things listen, can we attribute to Michael Not Phelps? the first time it's been said on this podcast. And I just no. want to make that really clearly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, okay, so Ellie, this is so we start each Dadville with what we call the brag sheet, and uh, and you have a copious amount of things here we have to sort of get through here. I just want to say <laughs> one of the things that I like the most about beginning this brag sheet is just a fun fact, and that's that you have a degree in English. And MS and teacher education. And that's just fun to start with because it's fun facts. Okay. That is a fun fact. Joined Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors in 2005. She loved the band so much that she married Drew in 2006, which I like. I just like all that. Is that true? 2006? Yeah, I would say probably marriage came first and then 
the band. <laughs> what if well, that's, did... that's not the version we found, Ellie. <laughs> what if the whole thing was really just a ruse to get in the band? And you're like, yeah. let me tell you one way to solidify myself. And that is to You got to tip your hat to that <laughs> level of passion. Yeah, I really wanted to become a neighbor. Drew Oakham and the neighbors. I wanted to be a neighbor with benefits. So Yeah. Well, you didn't want to be, you weren't satisfied with being a neighbor. You're like, I want to be in the house. That's right. But I'm a Christian, so I had to get married. Oh my right. gosh, girl. That's right. That just killed you know. me. A neighbor with benefits. <laughs> that needs to be Drew's. Like, that needs to be their, like, uh, highest. The fan. fan. Yeah. Yes. Neighbor, neighbor with benefits. With benefits. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Drew's about to come. Early VIP access. Oh my you know, gosh. All that. Uh, okay. So, and then release. So, we're in the band. Uh, released your first solo EP, Magnolia, in 2011. Your next album with you now was released in 2013 and uh, peaked at number seven on the Christian Albums chart, which is incredible. Awarded Best seven. New Artist at Dove Awards in 2014. Second okay. full-length album, Red Sea Road, was released in 2017 and was produced by your dad, which is a whole other yes. thing we could talk about. Mm-hmm. The legendary yes. producer, Brown Bannister, who's produced such acts as Michael Smith. Steve Gersh Chapman, Amy Grant, and a Dave Barnes. Dave I'm just going to say that. The album uh, also reached number two on the Christian music chart, which is incredible. 2018 released a children's album, Sing Creation Songs, in a book called Who Sang the First Song. The latest album was recorded with Drew, and it's called Coming Home, a collection of songs. Is that true? Why do I feel like there's another album in there? Canyon. Canyon. Before yeah. that. Yeah. Before yeah. that. That's right. That's right. And then um, there's a lot of music here, Ellie. It's incredible. Third children's book is Sounding Joy, GMA Dev Award for Children's Album of the Year 2020, Sing Remembering Songs, and GMA Dev Award for Recorded Music Packaging of the Year 2022 with Canyon, which there it is. So here's here's something that I I love asking this question anyway, but we ask every time we do the brag sheet. But I especially want to ask you this because there's a pedigree there with your with your family. you know, asking you that, like reading those to you now, how how would like 16, 17 year old Ellie feel hearing if I read that to her sort of like, and we, you know, negotiated space time continue and I was able to sit down and be like, <laughs> let me tell you, this is going to be you, you know, in years yeah. ahead. Would she be like, yeah, of course it is. Or would it be like maybe or, oh, that's fun or. No, I would have been like, no, you have that all wrong. Really? I'm gonna be a te- yeah, I really thought I was going to be a teacher, like for my whole life. And I swore I'd never marry a musician or, or be one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, you do not fulfill your promises. No, I'm terrible. Yeah, I don't swear I, I, that I'm not going to do things. But I, actually, <laughs> I love, I love, I love being, I love my life, but I really, really did not. I did not think that I was going to do music. Now, what did your mom do? Was she a teacher? She was not a teacher. Well, she taught us because she, she was just our mom, there like mom sure. things. Sure. But um, she was like stay-at-home mom. And then she became a photographer when I was in uh, middle school. Oh, um, that's was cool. Tough because I had to model a lot. <laughs> and this is the face that I made for yeah, her. That love yeah. Disgust. Solemn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Listen, Moody. you were in the pensive stage. You know, you were just That's thinking right. a lot. You were feeling a lot. Yeah. She did, y'all, though, once make me wear uh, just ridiculous, something ridiculous. Like, she, first of all, I didn't have a shirt on and overalls. And I'm like, this sure. is that age where it's like, That's I went through awkward. that phase. Yeah. Yeah. And then she made me wear a turtleneck, but pull it off, but then have the turtleneck still on my head. But then she tied it on the back. So I was pretty mad okay. about that. She was ahead of her time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that didn't really hit by the until She's like, I love that picture of you. And I'm like, Mom. Yeah, where no. are these pictures? Are they f- all framed in the family <gasps> den or something? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she did frame one in the family den, and every time I passed it, I turned it down. Yes, yes, of course you did. <laughs> A thousand percent you did. Nope. Okay, so so my question to that is like obviously you're growing up in a house where your dad is this, you know, very prominent figure in the music space here in Nashville. Are you are you seeing that and you're like, oh, no, that's not for me. I'm not going to be in that world. I'm going to be a teacher. I want what 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 was it that drew you to being a teacher? No pun intended there. Uh and what pushed you away from the music Two things that I knew as a kid. Um, one was that that music had the power. Like I heard dad tell stories of music bringing hope to people. I mean, like saving people's lives. So I like loved music and I knew that it was like a powerful tool. Um, but then I think the other thing I learned is that doing music for a living costs you something. Whoa. Like, mm-hmm. It just... I was, I'm, I'm still 0% enamored with fame. Like, I'm like, Uh no, thank you. Watching people be famous as a kid felt to me like watching people be in prison. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. You like can't go anywhere without people stopping you, you know? So I just like didn't really want that at all. Um, So, but I loved music and knew I was, you know, I would, that's how I, like breathe, making music feels like breathing to me. Mm. It's like a way to process and grieve and rejoice and mm. all of that. So mm-hmm. I always knew I would write music. I just never thought I would play it for anybody, but like my students. And then I had amazing teachers uh, who just spoke life into me. Mm. And I was like, I want to be somebody who makes people come alive. Mm. Okay. So when you are walking down the street here in Nashville and someone comes up to you and you know, is shaking, tears in their eyes, all that kind of stuff. What, what is it that you're experiencing there? Are you like uncomfortable? Are you, how do you, how do you handle those moments now? Yeah. Cause sometimes people do are pretty nervous and they're like, hi. And then I just say, I'm so normal. I'm just like you, you, you matter just as much. It's like, I'm just like, tell me your story. And I saw y'all, I did get to see Amy Grant, like growing up, I grew up watching her and mom my mom was always pointing out to me um that amy grant is like a there you are person Mm. y'all know amy and she Mm -hmm. is exactly like this and so mom was always like i know she's like super famous but she was like also like my idol as a kid Mm. i mean i was born in 82 like i every little girl my age wanted to be amy grant and i was like i know her like Santa, I know that is how I felt about Amy. Um, And so I like had this like very much like, you know, she was like idol to me, but also I saw her be a very down to earth grounded person. And I watched her in signing lines and mom would say, watch what she does. She knows that every person that comes up to her, she knows that what they're just trying to do is tell her a part of their story. Mm. They're telling her the story that God's writing in her life. And their life, his or her life, whatever. So, so, and she would just say, oh, thank you. When they tell her that song means something to me, um, or I love your music, she'll be like, well, tell me about you. How, mm. how'd you hear it? What's your story? And so I think as a young age, as a young, at a young age, I got to see 
the way that music is a bridge builder. And mm. I think that mm. is, that's what, how I view, if somebody ever comes up to me, I just get a chance to enter into somebody else's story. Mm. And I love that. And it's what I loved about teaching. You're just mm-hmm. entering into other stories. You're entering. I was an English teacher, so we were reading other stories and seeing how that, com- you know, intersects with our stories and and discovering more about ourselves and the world around us. And that is what is interesting to me. Yeah, Holly, that was so well said. So what? Uh-huh. So, so so growing up in Nashville, I mean, you're kind of a unicorn, you know, and that you're from you're from here, and you know, you you've stayed here. You're doing music, which is you know, like you just did the the old Nashville pipeline. You just did it. You just fulfilled <laughs> the whole thing. Um. What was it like in y'all's house growing up? Like, what, what is the dynamic of what was the Bannister house like? Because, you know, your dad is and for those listening who don't know who Brown Bannister is, one, just Google him. But two, really is the most successful Christian producer of all time and, and a phenomenally talented human being and, and even more wonderful human being than he is talented, which is really saying something. Um, but but but, you know, and your mom is this, you know, force of personality too. y'all are in Nashville. Like you said, you kind of got a foot in sort of celebrity world because of who he's working with. But you're also just kids growing up, going to school, you know, with you and your siblings. Yeah. What, what was that like? Yeah, great. OK, so this was probably another this is definitely a massive part of of my story and of my dad and I's story, which is so cool. Um, but he really, I mean, you know, this is back in the day when you rented studios for 24 hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and the budgets were crazy. It was the nineties, you know, late eighties, nineties, like people were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to make records, which is hilarious now mm-hmm. to think about. But, um, so he would say if he was on this podcast, um, like he was, he worked all the time mm-hmm. and this was probably part of the reason that I was like. I don't want to do music. This is, this is hard. Like this takes Uh you away. So we would be, um, so in, on the one hand, our family, like we grew up writing songs and playing music and dad would play the piano. So it's a very creative household. My mom has ADD. So do all my three of my brothers. I'm the oldest of five kids. So it was like not boring at our house. People Mm -hmm. are literally swinging off the band, like the stairs, with like bungee cords and rollerblading inside. And it was just, it was so fun. Honestly, it was such a fun house to grow up in. Um, And we're writing songs. And if you're writing a song and somebody comes, somebody walks in from soccer practice and they like it, they're like, oh, oh, let me work on that with you. So it was super, I would say it was collaborative and it was creative. Wow. And it was, um, and it was a hub that we had all kinds of kids and neighbors coming in and out. But my dad was not, there mm. most of the time mm-hmm. so we would be leaving for school and he'd be coming home you know from the studio like early hours in the morning so um so when i guess i was probably in i was probably in college when this happened but mom finally maybe high school but mom finally was like uh hey brown you gotta you gotta come home like this is you know i've got we've got five kids you're like missing all of it and And so he really like, and to his credit, like he is the most, he is such an amazing person, amazing producer, incredibly humble Mm -hmm. human. Um, And we always loved having him around and knew he loved us, but he just wasn't around a lot. And Mm so it has been the most beautiful story. One of the most beautiful stories of my life is seeing, um, is getting to see my dad literally do an about face. Like he moved his studio home 
he came to every single one of the kids and was like, I have missed it. Please forgive me. Aww. I'm so sorry. I love you. I want to be in your life. And, and has walked that out to the point where, you know, I know that I am not going to be a perfect parent. And I know that I can say I'm sorry to mm. the kids. Mm. Yeah. And it has given me like such freedom, um, you know, to have seen he and my mom kind of walked that out in, in front of us. Um, what, what was it like being so the beautiful. oldest of those kids though? Because you would have probably taken the biggest brunt of that. You know what I mean? Because you oh, were yeah. the first. No, and- yeah. Well, we, you know, my mom is a seven. I'm a seven on the Enneagram as well. And so we're like, we're good. Like, come join the party whenever, dad. You know, so like I I didn't, I really didn't grieve a lot of him missing a lot of our childhood until like, I don't know, like five or six years ago. Wow. I wrote a record about it. And Canyon kind of leans into that a little bit huh. um, where all of a sudden when my kids were, when, when my little girl went to kindergarten, all of a sudden I was like, oh, my dad was not here for any of this. And yeah. I just, I just grieved it and, um, and really was able to go back to him and, and to really like affirm like dad, your presence matters. It matters mm. now again, like for him to just know even at a deeper level. So there's like layers of healing, right. That we walked through in wow. our journey. And so, um, it was, it was so, cause I think we still were kind of awkward. Like, you know, like, I don't know. He'd be like, I really want to hang out. And I'd be like, okay, we don't do this very much. So um, now in the studio we did, we made a lot of music together. And so that yeah. has been a beautiful thing. He's worked with me on every record I've ever done. And so that has been a really redemptive part of the thing that wow. kind of took him away. Wow. Done wow. Together. So it's like that verse in scripture where like um, the Lord will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And we have seen that like full circle yeah. and then seeing him be like this super engaged grandfather with my kids yeah you know it's just so sweet it's so sweet it's not too late it's not ever too late to um like lean into the reconciliation well you know that that's the thing that i, I feel like i think about so much um as much because of this podcast but also because of just my life like the fact that it isn't ever too late. I mean, I think that it's easy to feel like if you sort of botch some of the things earlier on as a parent, that it's kind of like, well, I had those 18 years to do it right, and then I didn't. But I think the thing that's so fascinating about the way that God made us, and I think this this is true of our whole life, like we always want to be close to our parents. And people that are listening to this are like, no, I don't. I'm like, well, it's because we're hurt that you feel that way. But I think if left to your own, if you really, if your parent could come sit down with you and say, listen, I've done a lot of things wrong. I love you. I really am sorry. And I want to have a relationship with you. I don't know anybody that would, that would say, "Eh." I mean, unless there is copious amounts of pain where they felt like it was ingenuine, but otherwise it's just the way God made us. Like we can't. Well, it's not a relationship that you can walk away from like that. Yeah. I mean, you, you might be, it might be so complex and wounded that maybe you don't reconcile but it's not one that is not you're not going to feel the weight of it you know what i mean right well like, it, it yeah that's ex- no but that's exactly right y'all I, it has been like and and there was a lot of like i'm you know we're kind of like through the grieving season but if you had talked to me i was i did i did one podcast when i was in the middle of this with um ian crone oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um, uh-huh. So if you'd like to hear the raw version of this, yeah. just go listen to that podcast. <laughs> and Drew and I, I was like, 
Oh yeah, what, uh, what is it called? The the path, I can't whatever remember. it is, the something. Yeah. Road home. Road yeah, back yeah, yeah. to you. Road back to you. Road back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, that, I mean, and I, I went and was like, oh man, that was very, uh, he was just like pressing and asking all the right questions like he does. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so it was really hard work. It was like years of counseling for me to even get to where I could say to my right. dad, like, I want even more of a relationship with you. I know that we've kind of like been through this, but like, your presence matters. And he's a nine on the Enneagram. And what I realized, you know, didn't have it. Hey, buddy, this is Rivers. What's up, dude? Look at that gentleman. What's <laughs> up, dude? You say hi. Hi. Hey, hey buddy. I love you. He's, Are you making a volcano? Yeah, he's making volcanoes. He has like the greatest hits of you and Drew and one child. Yeah. One child. yeah, he really is. He's also wearing a Memphis shirt, which would make his dad. He is so wearing a Memphis right that's a cool yes. shirt. I love you, Bubba. <laughs> he. This so is a sweet. Memphis. Uh, is this a Memphis record pressing shop shirt? Oh, nice. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, River. Can you just say hi to them really fast? Hi. <laughs> hey, Rivers. Can you hear him? Rivers, what's up, man? Can you hear us now? Yeah. Rivers, what is what is your favorite thing about your mom? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you gotta say. You gotta say. You one like thing. to wrestle. Yeah. You like it when we wrestle on the trampoline. Who wins? You or your Who mom? Wins? <gasps> My mom. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> respect. We're a competitive okay. family, guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna say you both win, but <laughs> amazing. Maddie, our nanny's coming. She's like, okay. Can you tell them bye? Say thanks, Dadville. Hey, keep it real. Can you say like and subscribe? Oh my God. Okay, like. <laughs> say <Yeah>. like. <laughs> he said no. No, no. he's like, I don't know this podcast, man. He won't be co opted. He's like, I'm not going <laughs> to say like and subscribe. No. I love you. He's like, you Thank can have that back. Okay, I'll go back to work. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> John? What? Are you? Hey. Are you okay? You, I, and, and I'm not. This it's gonna sound bad. I don't mean it bad, but you look like a zombie, a handsome zombie. But you, oh. just, you look kind of like a thank you, like a zombie right Dude, now. It's it's the girls. No, they no. cannot sleep, and therefore I cannot sleep. Yeah, because they're up all hours of the night. Yep. Uh, just when I think I've finally like rocked them and sung them back to sleep, and I'm talking about all three of my girls, wife included. <laughs> I take one step. I'm oh, all, dude. it's always the creakiest, the creakiest part of the floor. Yes, and yes. then boom. Yes. Back to square one. I mean, yep. if I had a if I had a flight right now, I think they would charge me extra for the bags that I have under my eyes. <laughs> you do need to get yourself a hat rest. Okay, that's what you need to do. It works wonders for my kids, and now there's a second generation rest. Ooh. I wake up refreshed, and it's the greatest feeling. Oh man, Dave! Yes. You know what? But, I'm glad you brought this up because okay. right now it feels like our bedtime routine is a blanket battle. Oh, okay. Possibly even uh, a snooze stalemate. I see, I see I'm going alliteration. Okay. That's alliteration what I do when I'm tired. In here. Tell me about the hatch rest before I fall asleep right here at don't this do desk. It. Don't do it. Okay. Well, I'll make it quick. The new and improved second generation hatch rest makes sleep better and more magical for your whole family, John. The all-in-one hatch rest is a smart sleep device with mm. a sound machine and nightlight that grows with your kids. Oh, 
I bet babies love the continuous sound of the white noise yeah. and the lullabies that it comes Ooh, with. Okay. Soothing and comfortable sleep yeah, environment yeah, that. that it creates. I, mean, I can tell you they do. One, because I, I have the IQ and interest of an infant, but also because <laughs> I've interviewed many infants. Uh, it doesn't end there. Though, Are you still doing that show? Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. An instant with an infant. That's right. <laughs> instant infants. Toddlers and big kids, John, both of those. Okay. Yep. Toddlers and big mm-hmm. kids build sleep independence with color and sound cues. Have you, John, built sleep independence yet? Can you say that confidently? Well, last week, finally. Okay. I finally okay. hit it. It took me longer than it takes most people, but yes. Yeah. I've um, achieved sleep independence okay. as of Tuesday Everybody, afternoon. Everybody was asking that. Well, you'll be happy to know that the time for bed pairing alerts them that it's time to wind down for the night. And in the morning, a time to rise signal Ooh. lets them know when it's okay to get out of bed for the day, keeping those early risers, guess what? In bed. In bed longer. Ugh, That's right. Please. All right. The rest has helped over 3 million babies and parents get restful sleep. It's no wonder that it's consistently a top baby registry item. Are you registering right now? Yeah, get sorry, this one on your I registry. Was, I was. Okay. In fact, if you don't put the hatch rest on your baby registry, you're basically admitting to the world that you enjoy how your face looks when it's heavy, puffy bags under your oh, eyes. Don't do you that. Know what I mean? Listen, right now, Hatch is offering our listeners up to 15% off your purchase of a hatch rest and get free shipping at hatch.co slash dadville. If you're ready to improve sleep for your kids and yourself, go to hatch.co slash dadville to get up to 15% off and free shipping. John. Yeah, why'd you hesitate? No, I'm right here. John. No, I see you. Oh, I'm sorry. Just because I'm not looking at you doesn't mean I don't see you. Oh, that's true. And that means emotionally, too. Let right. me ask you something. Do you have any okay. questionable eating habits or questionable? Either one of those. you can Questionable answer. or questionable? Questionable or questionable. Okay. Yeah. I have a few. Okay. I would say. Let's How about it. you? Well, after the kids go to bed, I get the late night munchies, right? Sure. And I always want to go for a bowl of that chocolate-flavored cereal that turns the milk into, into chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. Yep. And it's like the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But man, are those things loaded with sugar and carbs. Yeah. I need yep. to be smarter, John. Maybe yep. find a cereal with high-quality ingredients is more balanced. Let me cut you off right there. One, because okay. you're done with your sentence. And two, because I need to tell you about Thrive Market. I just downed a bowl of cereal of Catalina Crunch dark chocolate oh, cereal. Goodness. Let me say it again. Okay. You know what? No, I won't. I'm no. going to keep going. Okay. It's the perfect swap for your Dracula or like bird-themed sugary chocolate yeah, yeah. cereal we that you eat. We all know those. We know those. Yeah. Thrive Market is full of great products like that. And it's also, it lets you filter results based no, on your no. lifestyle what? needs, Dave. What? Yeah. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, you know, low sugar foods or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market makes it happen. Okay, John, look, that sounds awesome. Yep. It sounds a little expensive. Dave, it sounds expensive. Okay. But as a Thrive Market member, what? I save money no. on every single grocery order. An average of 30% Jeez, each time, Dave. I'll say that again. Okay. You know what? No, I'm going to keep going. Okay, They gosh. also have a deals page that changes daily. In oh. fact, today... I saved over 40%. Don't say save That's almost catch 45%. Wild pink salmon. Don't on say save catch wild save pink, catch wild you pink salmon. That. You know what? I'll say it again. No, I'm not going to say it again. And Sprague, am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't even know. I'm just so excited, John. Organic lentils and vegetable soup. Oh. I saved 40%, Dave. It could be Sprague or Spragua. And that's for the people who know, okay? <laughs> it says here that when I joined Thrive Market, yep. I'm also helping a family in need with 
their one-for-one -one membership matching program. That's I right. join, they give, John. You join, they give. You know what? Join in on the savings at Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free, you're not going to believe this, no. but I'm going to say it, what? free $60 gift. No, that's Go to thrivemarket.com slash dadville for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. I'm going to tell them again, John. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dadville. Thrivemarket.com slash dadville. Well, so they're hungry, but I'm like, mm -hmm. I have no idea what to feed children. So I figured I'd just yeah. give them kind of any, just the biggest variety I can. And okay. that way they'll eventually get all the vitamins and minerals they need. Sort of if you just do as much as you can, the math somehow adds sure. up. Sure. Okay. So what'd you give them? Um, honestly, I don't know, man. Like processed meats, cheese curds, apple fritters, little pieces of cardboard. There was <laughs> maybe some mulch at some point, stuff like that. I'm not 100% okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. I got to be honest with you. I'm, okay. I'm not sure that's like a great menu for oh. getting your kids all the vitamins and minerals kind of hurts they need have you thought about children's vitamins you know <laughs> it's it, I'm, I'm glad you asked because i've been meaning to share with you an idea i had about creating the perfect children's vitamin first okay i would load it up with sugar so the kids would love the taste okay then okay. two i would make Problems the already. shape of the vitamins in the form of my favorite cartoon character so they know you know they can know who to trust they see Dave. it it's a trigger david david I mean, have you thought about providing your kids with a chewable vitamin that's Ooh. not just candy in disguise, oh. you know, but a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable Ooh. vitamin made with zero sugar, zero gummy junk, yet tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters? Have you thought about John, that? John, here's the thing. I, I want to believe you. When you say that, it pings the bottom of my soul, uh -huh. but I don't. Yeah. there's no way it's a thing. It is a thing, Dave. What? Let me tell you about it. It's Haya. Mm. Haya was created to fill in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full body nourishment our kids need Ooh. with a yummy taste they love. John, I have a question. Okay. Was Haya formulated with the help of nutritional experts or did they just wing it? I'll tell you right now, dude. Okay, okay. Experts were involved. Tons <laughs> oh, of experts. Gosh. I have another question, John. Okay. When you when you start this conversation, all I have is question. Is Haya processed and pressed with a blend of maybe <laughs> two or three organic fruits and veggies or uh dave yeah try 12 no yeah no 10 11 12 no. organic fruits and vegetables dave then haya is supercharged with 15 wow. essential vitamins and minerals including some of your favorites dave. Uh, i know you love these I'm gonna... vitamin d for dave do that b b12, b12. yes Vitamin C, zinc, folate. If you folate. say folate. <laughs> yep, you knew I was going there. And many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, mood concentration, concentration, teeth, bones, bones and more. And yeah, more. that's the folate. Yep. But, my head, but here's the thing. My kids have, and I'm not kidding, right yep. now you can hear my voice every single allergy. No, you don't no. have to worry, David. What? Okay, Haya is non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can possibly imagine. I can imagine a lot, but I feel like you tell me it's still not. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to be wasting plastic, though, John. Here's another thing with a new bottle mailed to me every month. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I don't want I that. You. I don't Let want that. Let me tell you this. Okay. Haya understands okay. you. Haya hears you. Okay. That's why they send you this cool bottle. My kids love this. It, they've got stickers in there for your kids to decorate. 
and then they can send you eco-friendly refills every month. Mm. My kids love decorating this bottle almost as much as they love the taste of high chewable vitamins. <laughs> Ow. Ow, stop twisting my arm, John. Okay, sign me up. Sign me up. Hyatt Children's vitamins are sent straight to my door. So that's one thing I, I, don't, I don't have to worry about. It. When I wake yeah. up in the morning, I'm not going to go, okay, am I going to have money where to pay for my kids? Exactly. Where are we eating today? And then where are the vitamins yep. coming? You, know you don't I mean? have to worry about that. They've worked out a special deal with us here at Dadville for their best-selling children's vitamin. Buckle up, folks. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal... Five zero. Five zero. That's insane. John. They're out of control. They love numbers. <laughs> to claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash Dadville. This deal is not available on the regular website. So go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash Dadville and get your kids the full-body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That is that kid. He's like, no, unplug yeah. the headphones. He's like, I'm out, mom. <laughs> One, you're not going to tell me what to do. I don't know yeah. these guys or their podcast. We, he did work with me today. Um, and we wrote a rap about, about red light, yellow light, and green light because he was yelling at me for not going. He's like, mom, go. And I was like, it's a red light, man. I, I can't. Like, I'm going to get a ticket. So. So it's collaborative at times. Yeah, we wrote yeah. a rap about it. To kind of the rhythm of like, my money don't jiggle, jiggle. Oh, Zana was singing that this morning and Ben was last night. That song is somewhere yeah. everywhere. Oh, that's, that's always going in our house. Yeah. I did want to say one, one last thing about you and your dad. And it, it's, it's fascinating to me, particularly because I had a similar situation with my dad. He's not a record producer, but he, he, his, his job took him away like Monday through Friday for, for years. And I remember talking with Al Andrews one time and he, he, he said like at some point, cause I kind of felt like you with your dad, I'm like, I, I was never, I felt like I understood. It's like, yeah, dad's got to work. I get it. When he's at home, he's like the best dad in the world. There's no problem here. And Al sort of pushed back on that a little bit. He's like, at some point, you as a whatever six-year-old kid decided, like subconsciously, to protect yourself. And I think it's it's really fascinating how I think that's true. And I think like there's some part of you that was like consciously, you're like, no, I'm good. Everything is great. But there's some part of you that's like, but I'm not going to do that because that costs you a lot. And, you know, obviously you're not consciously thinking this as you're a, a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid. But looking back, you're like, this, this was all happening in your little heart and your little mind. You know, it's just, it's just really fascinating. It's, it is wild. It really is. And, I, you know, I remember when the, the counselor that, like, broke me... <laughs> I was actually <laughs> Drew's counselor. I went in because Drew was changing so much. Um, he was becoming, this sounds terrible, but like really tender. Like he would start, he was, he was reading um, Chip Dodd, Voices of the Heart. Mm-hmm. And so he would be angry. He's an eight. So he would be like frustrated about something and just like, ah, you know, and 
end up talking through it. It's great because I avoid conflict at all costs and I really couldn't avoid it with him because he was like, no, we're doing this, which that served us well, I think. But, mm. um, but all of a sudden, instead of being angry, he was like, I just feel really uh, lonely and sad. And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, what a great response. I'm like, you don't feel those things, you know? And he's like, wow, that makes me feel even more alone and sad. And I was like, oh gosh, I got to learn how to like be married to you because you are different. This is amazing. Um, so I went into his counselor and I was pregnant with, or with Rivers, the little guy you just saw. And, um, and he was just pressing on that same thing, John. And, and he was like, I'm really sorry that your dad wasn't around and that you didn't feel loved by him. And I was like, no, I knew he loved me. I'm no, I'm good. It's fine. What's crazy. It was like such a great childhood. And he, and so he told me like, he was sorry. I was like, I mean, it was hard. I missed him, you know, but it's okay. And mm -hmm. I mean, he just kept pushing it and he was like, Hey, I've told you that I'm sorry about something really sad in your life three different mm. times and you keep laughing. And he was like, wow. why, why do you keep laughing at something so sad? And y'all, I was just like, because if I don't laugh, I'm gonna shut Oh my gosh, Ellie. It's, it's just, just crazy what's in there that we don't acknowledge and yeah. we don't, we stuff it so far down. It's like, it doesn't exist. Right. But and it's all he, in there. And this is, and dad had even already like come around and been like, I am so, like, I'm like, we're good. He's yeah. acknowledged this. Yeah. But I had not grieved it. Mm. And so, um, and it was coming out sideways with my kids. Like, Drew, anyway, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was starting yeah. to notice um, if Drew, if the kids were like, dad, 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 y'all know this, you know, and I'm, and all of a sudden I'd be like, Drew, they're talking to you. And he's like, what the, are you serious? You know, like the moments like that, there's like they could do that with me all the time, and I'd be, I'm like, oh, hold on, I'll, you know, it's fine, I'll, I'm gonna yeah. get to you. So yeah. I, um, yeah, it is a really, it's been like probably one of the hardest journeys that I've taken in revisiting uh, some of that pain, and that's even with the dad who was like saying I'm sorry and who I knew, mm -hmm. you know, loved me. Yeah, there's still pain there, and um. It's been one of the hardest journeys, but honestly, I think it has expanded. Um, it has expanded my soul and my heart mm. and every relationship that I have on the planet with my dad, with my husband, with my kids, mm -hmm. um, and with my music. Mm. I mean, I, I, I think when we're able to go kind of touch and breathe and let ourselves grieve, there is an expansion that happens. Um, mm, and for yeah. me, like a, 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 a growing understanding of the presence of God and, uh, mm. and of his love, because mm. it, it, it's like water. It always goes to the lowest place, you know? Mm. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, so scared to go here because I didn't think there would be, I would go in a pit and never come out. And it's like, no, love is here too. And light comes here too. And actually it's brighter even down here because it's so yeah. Well, and you know, you, you said, I, I wanted to talk about you and Drew for a second. You said this so well, just a second about Drew, you know, a second ago about Drew with, you know, him sort of figuring himself out. And I laugh all the time because I think God's like great bait and switch for holiness in our lives is marriage, right? Because it's like, we, we marry these people at this time in our lives where you kind of know what you're getting. And that's why you marry them. 
because Drew is one way and you are one way. And and I and I always laugh because and it feels like these um these things we've okayed that because he gives you the space to be who you want to be and you give him the space to be who he wants to be. And you say you do and you marry each other, but you're actually marrying the most un, undeveloped version of yourself. And right. so what gets what gets hard about marriage is when it actually gets healthy because as God whole it makes us more and more holy and he sanctifies us, we actually don't keep being those we stop being those people and we turn into these better versions of ourselves but different versions of ourselves and so we i think the marriages that i have so much admiration for and i'm so fascinated by are the ones where like every year year and a half they do these re-ups where it's not not even that it's ever said but it's just like okay like when drew comes to you and he goes like hey i'm really sad and you're like well so here's a fun thing i didn't marry you because you're sad i married you because you're strong and so when you're sad i don't know what to do and that makes me feel uncomfortable right and so you know you have or or like when you're sad this is what we do and you know whether it's healthy or unhealthy it's like when you do this for years we have done this and then at some point drew's like you gotta let me change on this yeah and so i think I think the good thing, I love hearing that, what you said about Drew and you both that, you know, that, that is, that's where God is like, gotcha. <laughs> Cause he's like, you signed up for this. You legally agreed to do this and barring really trying to get hard out of it. You got to keep doing this, but it's actually my plan for your life is to make you better. And obviously that there's some marriages that are not that good and whatever, but I think most of the time, you know, that's, that's sort of the point is that we have to. You know, when Annie sits down and she goes, hey, like, I have new needs. And I'm like, well, okay, so here's a funny thing. I'm really good at your old needs. And I know those really well. (laughs) And I can serve those well. And she's like, well, that's like Annie 2.0. This is Annie 7.0. And I'm like, I don't know her. And I didn't agree to marry her. You know, and so so with with y'all's marriage, because y'all are such dynamic people. And, you know, you both do the same thing, which is crazy, right? Crazy. What what is that like? Like what is what is that like to be? You know, what is y'all's marriage like in that way? Yeah, it has been um, so. Like Drew is my best guy friend that I swore I'd never date. Another thing I swore I wouldn't do: wouldn't <laughs> oh, marry a musician. Wouldn't zero be a for musician. three. Zero. And people for three. were like, every time Drew and I, I would, I sang with Drew at his first show, I think that he ever played. Um, but and anytime we would sing together, people would be like, "So y'all are a thing?" And I was like, "No." No, 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 no. It's not like that with us. And so I, um, I am so, he really is like my dearest friend. And, and mm. we've started as friends and I'm so grateful for that. Mm. Um, and, and it's been just a really beautiful, I, I remember when I quit um, his band, I remember sitting down a powerful conversation with Al Andrews, John, we've had several of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but we sat down and I, I mean, I, we were just saying we had built this band together for six years and we were like, we're thinking of getting off the road. Emmylou started walking. We were in a conversion band. Um, so she was in a car seat for like six hours a day and had been, I think, to 32 states in Canada twice by the time she was one. Um, and she I was just like, I got to get her home. And this feels crazy to leave this thing. But I want to like write music and um, you know, just focused on being a mom. And Al was just like, started crying. And I was like, Oh no, no. this is a bad idea. Wait, I thought we were we supposed to cry. did the wrong thing. 
<laughs> Listen, I, I'm not smart, but I do feel like when your therapist cries, things. I was like, oh really no, 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 no. But here, but here's what had happened, y'all. I was on bed rest, and Drew was opening for Need to Breathe, and I got to see Drew play by himself for the first time since we've been married. Because anytime I was with them, I would go sing, even when I was teaching for the first six months of our marriage. And so I, I, he was going to invite me up, but I was watching. Do not want him to invite me up there. Like, wow, he is so amazing by himself, and it changes. Mm. It's something different when it's the two of us. Not that that's not good. But, oh my gosh, he's so good by himself. So I had had the conversation with him, really like crazy conversation in our marriage. I mean, Emmy Lou was almost one at this point, but I was like, "Do you ever like feel?" I don't know, like limited when I'm up there. Cause if you write a song about a girl, people assume it's about, it's my story. Mm. People assume it's me. And I had this thought when I was watching you play for need to breathe, like, I don't, you're so amazing mm. by yourself. And do you ever, I don't know, wish that I wasn't a part of this. Cause I'm kind of wishing maybe I was home a little bit more and that feels crazy and scary. So what we're telling Al this story and he's tearing up, and, and Drew was able to say really honestly, like, I guess sometimes, yeah, I, I mean, I do wonder. So Al, so our counselor's crying and I was like, oh no, I shouldn't quit the band. This is a terrible idea. And he just said, he was like, y'all are doing something that, that sometimes takes like 50 years to happen in a marriage. Mm. And it's really hard. And, and it's y'all are individuating. Like, you are each being your own person because yeah. I kept writing songs. I was trying to write songs for the band and I kept writing songs about Jesus, like grounded in scripture. And Drew was like, you actually need to go do that. Al. Like you don't need to feel like you need to be mm. in my band. You need to be who you are and let out what's coming out of mm. you mm-hmm. without trying to filter it or shape it to me. And so, and I was like, and I just want to see you be who you are. And so it has been such a beautiful gift to to have done it together, music together, and then to both just like bless and encourage mm. each other to go be exactly who we are, which is we're really different people. Um, and, and we are, the way our faith plays out looks entirely differently. The way we write mm. is entirely different. Um, the way we interact with strangers is, I mean, we like, we're really different artists and um and it has been one of our great joys is to celebrate each other's mm, differences that's so great and and to cheer each other on and then to get to come together some and and do the thing that we do together now again we took five year break a five year break of touring or making music together and then really missed that and started doing that again and so it has just been an absolute joy and so i think there is um, a deep understanding for the cost that music mm, is yeah. for each mm, other. So yeah. like when I'm out on the road, it's not, I know that when you tour, it's not just, Oh, so f- I know that there's like, that's, that takes something out of you and you come home, you know, maybe not with a hundred percent of your tank full. Mm. And, and in the same breath, Drew knows what it is to be a solo parent at home when the other parent is on the road and so there's this like beautiful understanding and push and pull that I think that I feel so deeply grateful for (sighs) oh 
Dave, you okay? Yes. Um, listen, I'm, I'm so sorry I'm late. Yeah, wh- where were you? Uh, I was passing out flyers around Nashville, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Fly uh, for what? I'm trying to get every tennis court in America converted to a state-of-the-art pickleball. 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 Well, he, let me take. It's called the pickleball when you have a lot of pickleball. Turn, uh, it's a multiple tournament. pickleball yes, yes. courts are. A pickleball. I mean, who even yeah. plays tennis anymore, John? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, who does? I mean, some people do. You know, I've heard it's a great way to stay in shape. Anyway, so what I miss? I feel like I'm, I'm getting here a little late. It's no big All deal. Right. I just started an online business that's going to change the way you feel about calculator watches. <laughs> Every year, John, for my birthday, I have said, will you give me that? And it sounds like this year you're giving it to me. Okay. Uh, continue. I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's a foregone conclusion that calculator watches Absolutely. are on the way A thousand back, percent. Right. A thousand percent. So I made some and I need a way to sell them. Uh, what was that sound? That, Dave was the sound of Shopify. Oh, get out of here. Now, let's talk about the commerce platform that is revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Dave, I've been using Shopify for years. How many years? I don't even know. Like 15, 16, 17 years? I don't know. And let me tell you, it makes selling things online easy. Even my cutting-edge calculator watches can be sold. Uh, Question. Is it true that Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person point-of-sale system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform and even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram? Let me tell you, Dave, Uh it is true. The rumors are true. Plus, Shopify is also packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. Just light it up. It gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills or design or code. I'm not going to learn that stuff. And I don't have to with Shopify. John, say say this to me. Say, what's incredible about Shopify? Uh, Everything. Well, no, ask me that. Oh, hey, what's incredible about Shopify? Dave? What's incredible to me about Shopify yeah. is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify is there to empower you with the confidence and control the two C's to take your business to the next level. All right. Now, people, it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. Don't do the calculator watches because that's kind of my thing. <laughs> Sign up for a $1 a month trial period. That's $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash dadville, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dadville to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash dadville. This is Possibility Powered by Shopify. So you you got to bring the free safety down to cover the tight end if they go trips to the wide side of the field, John. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I, I'm going to bump the mic over and play cover one. An empty? What about the quarterback draw? You only got four in the box if you spill the mic. Yeah, but he's not a run threat. And I'm going to play a two deep with the safeties at 12 yards, you know, staring right into the backfield. What if they motion the back into the gun for an RPO? Well, then Will goes with him, and the one tech shoots the gap. Now, I'm, I may roll the safeties to the strong side at, at, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get, yeah, I guess I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, well, anyway. Yeah. Oh, shoot, we're recording. Uh, John, let's get some coffee, okay? <laughs> let's get some What'd coffee. What'd you say? Coffee? Yeah, I did. I did. Listen to this, Dave. Tell me. Oh, mm. Good gracious. You know what that is? Tell me. That's today's episode sponsor. Uh, let's say it together. Methodical, methodical Coffee. Man, we nailed that. <laughs> We nailed it. John, I'm not even sure people need to hear this again because they've heard it so much in mm-hmm. our deep love for Methodical. Tell them. But I'm going to remind them. Methodical roasts their coffees to best express the life it lived, the mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. the weather. 
the soil, and to honor the skilled people who cultivate it. That's exactly right. And Methodical isn't just the name of their business. It's their approach. Oh, it's I It's like their that. approach to everything. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Methodical has been roasting and hosting oh. over eight years <laughs> and offers a wide selection of coffees and teas that are... You know, complex, yet easygoing, just like my good friend Dave Barnes. Don't. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. We have a signature Advil. Did you know <laughs> How that? How could I forget, a brand, David? A blend there, yeah, yeah. It's the fuel that gets me going every morning, mm. filled with hints of chocolate and graham and brown sugar, mm. just like my friend Dave Barnes. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I was born like this, okay? <laughs> you should also check out the Costa Rican and Brazilian coffees that make up the belly warmer. Dave, do I look like someone who hasn't checked out the Costa Rican and Brazilian coffees that make up the belly warmer? <laughs> Touche, old friend. Touche. Methodical Coffee offers a wide variety of flavor profiles that range from classics that are bold and chocolatey to contemporary that are medium-bodied and fruity, all the way to avant-garde. All three of those are, remind me of my good friend Dave Martin. <laughs> and I think I heard that Gear Patrol voted Methodical Coffee one of the best roasters in America, You Dave. heard correctly, John. Visit methodicalcoffee.com for more information. Use the discount code DADVILLE for 10% off your first order. That's methodicalcoffee.com and use the discount code DADVILLE. When it makes me feel... It's like all your fans should be grateful for the families that the two of you came from because mm-hmm. there's so many ways that this could have gone south. I mean, if you if the two of you oh, yeah. weren't so benevolent and and um sort of like self-assured in who you were as two people in this marriage, especially at a time when, you know, you had been married for maybe 6 years at at that time, you know, which is not, yeah. that's pushing still kind of newlywed status. You know, like yeah. you, you could have been, you know, frustrated that, well, why doesn't Drew want to have this scripture based music in the, in, you know, and what does that say about his faith? And he could be, that could be a point of contention. You know, there could be so much if there was just a little bit more mm. insecurity on either side it could have gone south so quickly you know what i mean in a sort of yeah. understandable way it's so it's it's a testament to the families that you guys came from that you were John, able to navigate i love that, that. I, could, I could not uh, thank you for saying that i don't know i, t- that I texted I've it really to liked. him right when but, yeah thank dave you, did i dave, say that right thank you <laughs> yeah you left that uh, sorry ellie go ahead that doesn't matter but just just for the record. well and you had some of your lyrics in <laughs> there the and i just felt like it didn't fit <laughs> that's that is true so. <laughs> Grace is amazing hands. They hold me. You know, they held I, that, you. you did forget they that. They held you. They held you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, they got me. Sorry, oh my Ellie, God. keep going. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I but it is true. I really think that's true, John. And and there is there has been such freedom um in the honesty that both of our parents are are married and with like pretty vibrant marriages on both sides. And and very honest about mm-hmm. the things that have been hard and and when things are off. And so there's been um, I don't know like a veil that got removed. So we we had the capability of seeing people struggle and yeah. and and move through hard things. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. And then also that assurance of who you are. And I mean, I went to counseling the first time because I had this thought. And then this is a crazy thing too. And I'm like. 
I had good reason to want to avoid music. Like, because it's hard. I, I had this thought, and this is what sent me to counseling. And I, I'm so grateful I told Drew, but we were, we had our first sold out show in Knoxville at the Square Room. Y'all remember oh, that? Yeah. My brother ran that little room in Knoxville. And I walked out to check on the merch people. And I heard all these people being like, <sighs> talking about me. Oh, look what she, oh, I love her dress. Look what she's wearing or whatever. Like, and we walked out on stage and everybody, and I, I went backstage and Drew didn't, wasn't like, hey, babe, you look cute or whatever. I don't know. We just, we, we were pre-show. And I was kind of hurt that he didn't say anything, that he didn't give me a compliment. And I, and I walked out on stage and everybody's like cheering for us. And I had this thought and I knew it was the beginning of a divorce if I didn't, like, I was like, this is the end of a marriage if I let this like mm -hmm. play out. Because the thought was, all of these people think that I am amazing. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> True. yeah. And I, and I was like, oh, that's bad. Cause a, that's not, they don't know me. Right. Like, so this is anyway, th that's not real. Right. That's not like, they don't know me. Like, you know me. And I was like, Drew, I had this thought and it scared me. And he's like, yeah, you need to go see a counselor. <laughs> like, and I'm so grateful. Mm. Like, but I'm so grateful for that. Because um, mm. you put your marriage on a stage and it becomes a performance. Yeah. And it's that's like, tricky. that's not, that's, mm. that's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and so anyway, I feel really grateful Um yeah, for, for like the confidence to be built in like, hey, that's not real. Yeah. And I think yeah. my mom and dad talked to me about that growing up. They're like, hey, this is one thing and it's important and it matters on the stage, but there's another at home mm. and yeah. that needs tending to as well. Yeah. So, so okay. So El, as we told, as you know, this is, mom, this is the Momville month for Dadville, which we're super excited that you're on. And, you know, Amy is one of the other moms that's on Grant. So... Your uh, try your perfect trifecta is all happening. Um, I love it's her. full circle. Um, I have a so for question for you. What is your favorite thing about being a mom right now, and what is the hardest thing about being a mom right now for y'all? I guess mm, you. Great question. You have three kids. What are, what are the ages of your kids right now? I've got yeah, we've got Emily, Huck, and Rivers, ten, seven, and four. Yeah. Okay. And the four-year-old. I, I always say about our third, when people ask me how many kids I have, I want to say like five because our third, the one who came up here and unplugged my headphones, mm -hmm. sometimes he feels like three total children mm -hmm. in one. He is busy and um, amazing. We call him like the joy tornado. Um, but he, uh, so, so it, my favorite thing about being a mom right now is probably... Oh, I think, I think getting to see the world again through their eyes. Mm. Like, so, uh, like we're reading, we're big, we love reading in our family. And so we're like reading all these chronicles of Narnia mm -hmm. and wrinkle in time and the wing feather saga, Harry Potter. It's, it's, it is like full on imagination. And then they're, we're in the garden and they're, they're just like discovering everything. Mm. I think Brandy Carlisle in the mother in that song, she she says, I, I get to see the ages through your eyes. Mm. And that is probably that the song. wonder, the wonder of that um, is just 
I'm so, I'm so grateful. It's immensely grounding mm. and, um, and it sort of begets a boatload of gratitude, mm. um, in me, uh, a lot of times. And so I think that is my favorite thing. And maybe the hardest thing about being a mom right now is understanding that I can't change my kids' hearts. Mm. Like I can't, I can't change them. And so, and, and I think having to walk with them through their own little heartaches, you know, we're mm -hmm. just, we're doing that for the first time. And it's like, you don't want your kids to hurt at all. Um, you just want to protect them from everything, but you know that as a human on a broken planet, like they're going to break, they're going to hurt. And so, um, learning how to sit with them and they're, mm. when they're hurting. And I mean, we've been, you know, we've just been through a super tender season in Nashville mm. and, um, you know, having to sit with them when they're afraid and when they're sad and seeing their friends who are sad for very heavy, right reasons. Mm. Like yeah. they're seeing a broken world, um, in ways. And that is hard mm. as a seven. It's really hard, mm. but I know, I know that um, that sitting with them in that and then turning to Jesus with them, like alongside with them in that, um, that there is power in that. Um, we were reading A Wrinkle in Time um, <laughs> the day, uh, you know, I'm snuggling them in bed, just like holding on tight to them reading, just so grateful to be with them in the wake of the covenant shooting. And we were reading... Um, this scene from a wrinkle in time where they talk about how a darkness is over the earth and these kids have been pulled out of it. And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, what, what are you, why are you bringing us kids out of here? Like, what are you, what are we supposed to do about this? Is this, you're, you're supposed, we're supposed to address that huge darkness that's over our whole planet. And they're like, well, you'd be surprised. Your planet's very small, but a lot of people from your planet have done very well. Mm. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, well, think of somebody who has lived in a way that has proven that the light is stronger than the darkness. And Charles Wallace, this little kid in the book goes, oh, Jesus. And they were like, that's right, Charles Wallace. And then they said, but also all the artists, Beethoven, Shakespeare, Rembrandt, these, they're all bearing witness to the fact that the light is stronger than the darkness. And so I'm like mm -hmm. reading this <laughs> just like, um, and, and so, and talking to them about how we can hold on to the light, mm -hmm. how we can look for the light. And so they, they've been helping me see the light in a really yeah. dark season. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I'm grateful to get to do that together, but that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have in the last probably year, I think I would say that's the hardest thing for me is you just can't control I mean, I know I can't control my kids in that sort of like day-to-day -day tangible way of like, I, I can't make them put their shoes in the shoe basket that's right, right. by the front door. Ooh. But like- Seems easy. Yeah. But the little things of like, oh, I, I can't, you're handling this situation way different than, than I did when I was your age and that mm. I can't control who you are. You feel differently about this scenario or whatever. That those situations to me feel so I feel so, you know, out of control, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Um so so you have three kids and mm -hmm. I I'm curious 
with if you had one kid i don't know that i would ask this question because anyone who has one kid they we all feel like we can write the book after we have one kid. Oh, and then you have two and you're like oh maybe i don't know and then you have three what advice do you have for moms out there well this is this is uh kind of to that feeling of helplessness when you can't control your kids responses or, yeah you know as much as you want to you want to shepherd them and point them along the way but i think this this connects to, to, to the advice that I would give. And, and this has just been the only way that I know how to respond when I'm like, Oh, I really want you to be kinder to your brother. And I was not kind to my brother when mm, I was younger right. and I felt competitive with him. Right. And I wish that I could go back and do that differently. And I can't make your heart do that differently. Mm. Um, but I think uh, for me, there is a book called, I'm looking for it to see if it's on my, there's different seasons. Does this happen to y'all where the parenting books come out on the bedside table? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Woo! oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord, Lord, I need some help. Help me, help me. And you're like flipping through. Um, but I think um, loving your kids on purpose um, is, and I'm trying to remember the name. Danny Silk is his name. Um, it's there on my bedside table, just if you're wondering how I'm doing. Um <laughs> currently out Mm. um um, but i love this and i and i would say that if i can do this at the end of the day it's a win but but to kind of name what your main goal is for parenting Mm. is it to get them to obey is it to get them to perform well and, and behave well and he makes a very strong argument. And that's sort of what, you know, when they're little, you're like teaching them how to do everything right and follow the rules and be kind and say please and thank you. But I think more than anything, um, and he points to this over and over again, is what I want is to be connected mm-hmm. to my kids' hearts. And so I think if there can be, even in the anger and the outbursts and the sadness and the selfishness and all of that, if there is a way for me to take some deep breaths and um, and to hear where their heart is, um, and and to point their heart to to the one who loves mm. them and knows them best and who can change their hearts mm-hmm. <laughs> is that is a gift. And so, um, in the moments that feel like you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what how to do, I don't know how to do this. For moms out there, dads don't know about this, but like I. Um, someone told me a long time ago to view those as contractions. Like, it's like, okay, everyone is crying. This is terrible. I just lost my temper. And this is a contraction. Mm. This is a moment where it's like, whoo, but this, this is going to pass. And so if I can breathe through this and then reconnect with their hearts Mm -hmm. and, and, and let them connect with my heart Mm. and, um, we are winning the day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And um, that's been so beautiful. So like to kind of acknowledge like, oh man, I can see that you were really sad and really angry. Let's talk about that. Mm. Like what's going on with your heart? Like why do you feel like you need to win in this argument with your brother? Like how would that make you feel if he was acting like that to you? You know, just like to slow down and breathe and talk. And that has been such a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, my 10-year-old daughter is starting to head into those like you know, just like the big feelings years. And it's been so beautiful just this week. We've had a couple of moments where it's like, you know, it gets really big. And 
I'm like, hey, why don't you go take some space? And I'm going to take some space too. And we come around and we're like, oh, sorry for that. Mm-hmm. I lost my patience. Wow. Please mm-hmm. forgive me. And tell me what's going on with you. How was your school day? Is there something else going on that made that small thing a big thing? Yeah. And it's been so beautiful, y'all. It has been so beautiful because I think a lot of times like what we all want, and this is like what we were saying earlier with our our parents with even the estranged relationships that we have, we long for connection. We long for connection. We long to be known and to be seen. And so I think if we can see our kids, even in their big emotions, like calm down and then like connect, that would be my number one piece of advice. Mm -hmm. And breathing. Breathing is really good. We're doing a lot of that. Breathing's a real thing. Don't let the simplicity of it ruin it for you it's a real thing no but it is it's a superpower and that's what i tell my my boy my buddy who was already earlier i'm like that's your superpower buddy like that's where your powers lie and you find out like breathing like when you breathe like yahweh in the burning bush when when god is speaking to moses and he says yahweh that hebrew version of yahweh i read this in a jason gray article that he wrote um but when it, when you say Yahweh in Hebrew, it it sounds like a breath, mm. and so it's almost as if when we are breathe, just taking a deep breath, we're saying the name, we're calling mm. on the name of God, mm-hmm. and and then like scientifically, it also like actually takes everything from fight or flight amygdala to like logic and reason. Mm-hmm. Like it, th- there's a ton of scientific like reasons that we should breathe, but it has been probably our number one like hey before we keep having this conversation like everybody's going to take three deep breaths and so it's been so beautiful to watch my four-year-old who can go off like i mean we call it hulk mode you know like he's like "Ah!" we're like okay buddy let's do your superpower moves and he's like "Ah!" you know just like sounds like a jet engine (laughs) cooling off for him sometimes but but it is kind of bringing it down and so um to where we can to where we're able to connect and not just like anger through Mm, yeah yeah power um well like thank you for your time we 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 um this has been really (laughs) fun i'm gonna think about a couple things that you said even after this and giggle at a couple too um one (laughs) uh so we always ask two questions before we go um, and these are kind of cheap shots. So, so you're going to be like, Oh, thanks for not warning me, but, uh, I'll ask the first and I'll, uh, let John ask second, but what is the one thing that you want your kids to know? Uh, that they are unconditionally loved mm-hmm. by the God who made them mm-hmm. and by their dad and I mm-hmm. look at you. You're ready. All right. Respect. Okay. I, I ask them every night. I'm like, who are you? Mm-hmm. I want them to know who they are. And and whose they are. So it's wow. beloved child of God. Wow, that's yeah. beautiful. I love that. That's sweet. Last question. Yeah. What do you want your kids to say at your funeral? Oh. <laughs> um I think I would want him to say that my mom was present, that she showed up. Mm. And in every in the in the lows and the highs and mm-hmm. and maybe also that she she was somebody who let joy drive. Hmm. That's a core value of mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can tell. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, yeah. That is great, Ellie. Thank you a million. Yes, Ellie. Thank you. Times. This has been great.
Um, oh man, y'all, I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for having me. I, can I say one more thing? Say as much as you want. Please. It's just what I wish that I, this was, this is, this happened to me very early on when I was, um, oh, you know, uh, like pumping in an RV, <laughs> trying to feed my daughter and figure out how to be a touring musician on the road. And I was a, I was very low. She was two months and I was not okay. I was like, I cannot do this. I can't have my daughter in a car seat mm-hmm. all the time. I don't, I can't be a mom and a musician. I don't know how to do this. And I, I, I think this is probably one thing. This would go to your other question too, of like, what's the one thing you would tell moms? Mm. And this is what I felt like God said. I was just not in a good place. And I was like, I need to hear from you. I looked on my Jesus calling app, you know, I was like, the verse of the day is going to speak to me. And it just like, didn't at all. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh no, Jesus calling didn't work. What what are you going to do, God? And I felt like I heard God say, um, I know that I've given your daughter to you, Emily, to you, to, to raise up in the way that she should go. And I know I've given you that responsibility. But before she is yours, she is mine. Mm. And I am going to take such good care of her. And and then I know I've given you the job of being Emmy Lou's mom. Um, but before you're her mom, you are my daughter. Mm. And I am going to take such good care of you. And so this sense of knowing that like we are all beloved sons and daughters of God and, and that his heart, his heart is to connect with us. Um, and, in in our temper tantrum, like losing our patience, losing our minds moments. And when we are like feeling like we are on our A game on top of the mountain, like we are firing on all cylinders, his heart is to connect, um, with us and to know us and for us to know, um, that we are known and loved. Mm. And, and so, so know that you're, that as a mama, you're first a daughter and you're loved. That would be what I would want to say Man, to all the mamas come out on. there. <laughs> Preach. Good gracious. Preach I needed to hear that myself. Uh, Elliot Best, we love you. Thank you so much. Y'all are awesome. Love Thank y'all. You Thanks so much. So much. <laughs>